0: Corey Grimes, are you well?
1: I'm sore, Neil Hollywood. Sore physically. Oh, oh, tell us more. more. Why am sore? Because we had our Reignite Challenge Day on Saturday.
0: That's <laughs> right, I walked fucking into that one. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ.
1: Uh For anybody who's listening and has been a long-time listener, they'll know that we did Challenge Day 1 about two months ago and now came up and took part and was in the losing team. I was in the winning team. And uh, he was all, oh, I'll be back. I'll bet you. I'll do this. I'll do that. Anything? you were looking a box ahead of me. You just wanted anything. <laughs> and then came to the day and he just sort of yelled out, calved, gave up. Didn't want to know. To say, I, I have to hold my hands up and say that that was poor
0: scheduling, time management, all of the above. There is no absolutely no fear in me at, at all. I, I fear no man, no mortal man. I fear no man. <laughs> um i didn't write it in the calendar it wasn't clearly wasn't important enough for me to write in the calendar mm. and it, so if it doesn't go in the calendar it doesn't happen and i took my two cherub like children to their first gaelic start session in omas Uh and if i hadn't i took them i'd have been the worst dad in the world so apologies but i will come back if you'll have me i'll come back another day um oh you'll and... be back
1: you'll be back licking your wounds did it go well it went fantastic. It was deadly. It was very, very enjoyable. But I'm i the day. and it was uh, it was good with four teams with a big old crew in, and it was it was a spicy going. But we Wait. will not detract from today's pod, which is our thirtieth. Wow. Thirtieth. Wow, was right. I didn't think we'd make thirty. I didn't. I thought we. would would probably peter out after about four. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I am surprised that I
0: have as much to say about as many different things. I thought I was a very simple man, but it turns out I have a lot of nonsense in my head, and I'm fit to talk for a right while about it, which is yeah. good. And,
1: and I've got a good sparring partner, which is always good. Two slobbers. Absolutely. Even, well, like, I have been... I've took stock on myself a few times and thought, fuck, I'm, I'm boring. Like, I'm pretty boring. But... I still have a few things to say about the different things so today what we're gonna do on our 30th episode is discuss 30 thoughts that have came up over the course of the last while and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna like a a game of tennis take turns serving them to each other so serve and volley there I go first see what you think of this one this will be within your ball I hope you sent me yours and I hope I haven't been inspired by yours and subconsciously stole some of them, but here we go. Well, this, this
0: is the thing. I sent you mine and I'm thinking I'm walking in blind here. He hasn't sent me his and he's he's going to try and he's, you're always trying to do me. Like You're always <laughs> me. So yeah. you building big balls over there will be some fucking Mahatma Gandhi shit. We well, have some
1: me? deep stuff here that will hopefully get the chance to tell, really make you think. But this one is more of a observation, right? Children, Will only move as much as their parents. What do you make of that?
0: That's a that's a, that's a valid thought. I think this that kind of started off as like an, an unpopular opinion. That's, like, that's like an say on an an episode of, that
1: we did previously. I
0: I, I agree that we we role, we role model everything, mate.
1: Yeah, um, monkey see, but, monkey do. If you are a parent and you think you have a child who is lays about their hole all day, it's probably because they've seen you doing it too. Ouch, Jesus, you're gonna get some
0: feedback from that. No, I and it's like
1: it. d- It's difficult, and I'll say why it's difficult because you know, we could have a wild, busy day at work, and you could go to the gym, and you could be wrecked, and you could come home, and you could have done a lot, It's been super active, healthy, done all the good stuff, but then left nothing for the kids, and all they're seeing is you lying on the couch.
0: Yeah, I know 100% agree. I say this often to people in the gym about um it's great that your kids see you going to the gym it's great that your kids see you out walking it's great that you take them out walking because it's great to normalize that type of behavior because who else are they going to learn it from like
1: yeah i like it point point one
0: solid start uh my number one is never grow up completely there's fun to be had in the development of childishness and i'm a big proponent of silliness childishness Sometimes it gets me into trouble um, at home, <laughs> especially. But I think that we force children to grow up too quickly. We expect a lot of them very early on, uh, especially if they're the oldest sibling. Often they can get babysitting duties when they shouldn't be. Uh, you should never put that on a child. They're not there to be a parent, they're there to be a child. Um, and just, I, I like people to be more goofy.
1: Don't be afraid of what people think you. Be more goofy. I agree. People tend to become very serious of themselves as they grow up and they lose the the childish curiosity and and just, uh, uh, just, I'm not sure how to put it in the words, but it's almost like the fear of, uh, whenever you're a child, you don't fear the answer of the stupid question. But whenever you're an adult, if you think this question might be a bit stupid, I'm not even going to ask it. You're not even giving yourself the chance to get the answer. And that's just that because it was, you know, being a bit silly. And whenever you know yourself, the children just ask a hundred million questions about (laughs) everything. All the time. But it's good. And you should never
0: uh, bat away those questions. You should always try and answer them to the best of your ability. And if you don't know the answer, tell them you don't know the answer. And then go and try and find it out for them. Don't pretend you know the answer because it's good for them to know that
1: you don't always have the answer. See it at the minute. Caleb, the, he just keeps sort of shouting, quacker. <laughs> and he'll <laughs> say, like, we could be eating dinner. And he goes, what time's the quacker coming? Or where's the quacker? And i like, you you are a fucking quacker. What you? <laughs> you know, but it's things I like got there. It's What's just the random way? stuff. It's just so... And it goes from funny till annoying to hilariously annoying. Yeah. You know, it comes full yeah. circle. Like, it's, the, the, that randomness should never... Never burn out. It should always no, be in you a wee bit. We
0: should, parents, we should never... We should never force that out of them. We, should, we shouldn't be like, oh, don't be so silly. Never, I know there's times when you be short-tempered. I know there's times when there's too much happening. I know there's times when it's fucking tough. But lighten up a wee bit. Let them just fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> just let them where, fuck about.
1: Where is the quacker like? Right? I, My point... Be a lion, not a cow. I've used this phrase... and podcast before but it's it was talking about work in that sense so work like a lion so block off our blocks and go hard go deep get the work done and then take a break reset go again don't be a cow and graze through your work and be distracted and hardly get anything done spread it across however long but this also applies to just your everyday life so approach things with intent Instead of half-assing your way through the day, so be a lion. Approach things with 100 percent effort in short bursts. Reset, reassess, go again. Don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you on that. Poor cow's not getting much credit there. Does a cow need to act like an a lion? A cow is a cow. Now we're human beings. Aye, but that you're you're
0: using the analogy
1: of the lion is in the right there and the cow is in the wrong. I think I would rather approach my day whenever I have tasks and outcomes that I want to achieve like a lion. You can approach them like a cow you want and eat your grass and (laughs) chew your cud. (laughs) Or else you can go hard, take a rest, recharge the batteries and go again. I just think in terms of... Efficiency I, know why and productivity. I, know,
0: I know why I have pushback on that because I know a big fucking cow. I'm a big sow of a cow no it's because I don't always like this mentality that you have to go hard I don't like that all and, and I know there's times where you do you have to be I just I think we've got this pervasive thing about success and work and it's very pervasive as in if you're not going hard what, what what's
1: But I think this allows you to to not go hard all the time because if you are sensible in how you approach things, you block off time and you're clear with the actions that you need to take and you have more intent behind those actions, which then frees up a lot more time and energy to relax. Whereas if you're just grazing and plodding away, inevitably there'll be a bottleneck where you'll have to try and put everything in place and get everything together. And then you're just a you're a cow on the road to the slaughterhouse. Ah uh, no, your cow thing doesn't hold up because the cow doesn't
0: need to go a sprint. If the cow sprints and eats a big mouthful of grass, it's no more calorie dense than than the next mouthful of grass. Your lion has to do that because he has to get that large amount of calories in because he's not going to eat for another while. You're being very pedantic here. No, no, I but I'm I'm using the same metaphor and seeing an analogy back at you. There are going to be times when that is a plus. But it it doesn't have to be the only beneficial way forward. Like you can, by all means, if you again, if you've planned crack correct, correctly, you can tip away and chop away at your at your workload or whatever you're doing. I agree and I disagree at the same time. I think the cow gets a a, a sore
1: a sore perspective on that on that analogy. But why would you Why would you spread a four hours work across a day whenever you can do it in four hours? And free up the remaining four to do whatever you want. Why would you do that? I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would work that four hours, and I would get.
1: Ah, that's that's what the lion. That's what the lion approach.
0: Nah, that's all. That's just fucking time keeping, time management.
1: But here, that's that's we've I've got a like, thing I further like, on. We'll bring that. We'll bring that back in our another episode. Well, well, we'll... I've got another point about four down here that will in.
0: See, my th- my third one's gonna sort of come up against that as well. But anyway. Here's another point. Number two for me is you can learn something from everyone you meet, good or bad. And I think we both had experiences where we've been in bad situations and we've learned things from the people that were in that situation. And on the flip side of that, you meet, you meet people who change your perspective on things. Um, you meet people who change your mind. And I love changing my mind. Love it. I, it, it feels so awkward. It feels like you, It feels like you're wrong. You look silly. It's the most alien thing in the world. You don't feel like it should feel good. But after you've changed your mind and you've admitted to it, you're like, yeah, you know what? That was a grown-up thing to do. And that was the smart thing to do. Was to... I got more information on that. And I know now that I was maybe a bit wrong or what I, my thinking wasn't complete. And now I feel like I've got a more complete picture. So whether you meet someone who agrees with you or disagrees with you, I think it's good that you know and your eyes are open and you don't just go in with the heels dug in and say, what the fuck is this? Who are I about? Like, you learn something from that interaction, whether it be how to conduct yourself or how not to conduct yourself. I agree. Everyone's a role model. Just some of them are reverse role
1: models. Oh, I like it. He's he's Mm. beat me at one point. Look at you always trying to outdo me again. (sighs) (laughs) Mine. Mine, next one. You'll train forever if you find an exercise you love. So the thing that beats a lot of people is the sustainability of exercise that they don't truly love picking the weight off the floor or they don't truly love running or whatever but if you find something that you do love you'll do it forever i can see me doing jiu-jitsu and tell them in the grave nice
0: i like it no nothing to disagree with there or nothing to, like i often say that to people find something you love and let it kill you like <laughs> at the end up don't let it kill you there and then but I uh, we're big meat suits. We're big meat machines. Like if we don't move in some way, we're we're not gonna be as as efficient and effective as we could be. And finding something you love, and it like, sometimes I hedge that with find something you love that isn't damaging you, maybe because sometimes some exercise modalities they can be damaging and they can maybe do joint. But then aye, if you love it, what the hell odds you do it? You love like aye. There's, there, my my opinion. It's vaporous on that one. Uh, if you love it, you love it. What can you do? I'm not going to tell you to stop
1: doing it. And yeah, it's better yeah. than doing nothing. On you go, here, yeah. next one.
0: This is my next one that clashes up against your lion thing. Don't fall into the busy trap. It's okay to not always be hustling 24-7. Hustling 24-7 to me, it's almost worn like a badge of honor. Like As if you're not if you're not grinding. Grinding is another one. I think that means something else nowadays, though. Grinding and hustling. Like, when did we start giving such a fuck about about always being working and making? Like, there are other areas in your life you can make progress in. Like, when did work become the big one? When did work become the one that you wear as a badge of honor? You don't see people posting online about I'm hustling by doing some self development work here, um, reading about my emotions or or becoming a better father or mother or working on my diet
1: here it's usually always when they're talking about hustling and grinding it's all about work uh, it's just about making money and then showing it off really and that a lot of that hustle culture is just about decide x amount of money and here's my new car uh-huh. but i would say then that's again if you're gonna like working smarter work smart not hard that's something that we've you know said numerous times and lived by and that's that's the idea of the analogy earlier like a lion doesn't hustle. A man sleeps 20 hours a day, but then he kills.
0: He hustles, he hustles me and he the You ever see a cow hustle? Nah. No, passive income, walking around munching food.
1: <laughs> <draft>. <laughs> fucking crypt, crypto cows. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the there's the Hollywood NFT instead oh. of the, the the apes, just the fucking crypto cows.
0: Just this cow chewing cod. Fucking love it. Right. What's your next
1: one? Next one. You can't... I train a bad diet. Yeah, I think that's just something to remember from time to time. If you feel like you're training like a demon, but you're not making physical progress, all roads would point to your diet being what's letting you down.
0: Absolutely, your the calories that you will ex- expend during your training sessions will be vastly outshone by the calories that you will expend not even training. So don't think that the calories you're expending during a training session are going to account for the calories you're eating. And if things aren't moving in the direction you want, it's not your training that you need to look at. It's your diet that you need to look at. You will not out-train a bad diet. I agree completely. Next up for me is you do not need to be contactable all the time. You don't have to have your phone on you. You don't have to reply to messages straight away. You don't have to reply to emails especially. Um... It's okay to leave your phone in the car it's okay hundred percent okay to leave your phone off the table whenever you're working or whenever you're eating with your friends and family um I I just said that my phone vibrated
1: there <laughs> yeah no
0: no <laughs> but that's it you don't have to be on all the time don't I agree. worry off boundaries
1: plane. boundaries are important and and not enough people have boundaries to say they do but if you ask them what what are the boundaries? They wouldn't be able to tell you. So maybe getting some definitive sentences around what those boundaries look like will uh, will serve you well. I agree. It's nice to be not contactable. It can be annoying on the other end. If you message someone, they'll get back to you for ages, but you have to respect (laughs) everybody's boundaries. You know what? You know what's pervasive? Blue
0: ticks. Blue ticks are fucking pervasive. Nowhere else in my life am I
1: watching to see did somebody see the message that I sent? Every so other You can to turn my... that off. You can turn them off, don't I? People have, I don't know how, I've never looked into it, but you can turn off that nobody I, will ever I see. Think,
0: I just don't think they should exist. I just don't think that people should know if you've read their message. If you want to get back to them, you get back to them. I don't have to be guilted into it by checking it. And I'm busy. I'm not going to reply to you. That's just the way life is. I'm a grown-up. If I want to talk to you, I'll fucking talk to you.
1: <laughs> I love that that's your answer for a lot of things. I'm a grown-up. No, leave me alone. I'm a fucking grown-up. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> uh, right, What's your next, next one. Your back probably hurts because you sit in your arse too much.
0: True and harsh because some people sit in their arse for work and it's hard. I've talked to numerous people who desk-bound or drivers and not a pile they can do about it. Desk work, yeah, you can do a standing desk, but if it's not the norm in your office, you're probably not gonna do it. But yeah. If you're going from sitting in your arch nine to five, and then your hobby is sitting on your arch Netflix and chilling, then
1: it's probably gonna add up to the sore back. Yeah. yeah. Can you and tell us- just, but When people tell us- complain about sore backs, that's it's, it's not posture and in general, sort of where you sp- the position that you spend the most time of the day in is overlooked. So just if you're listening to this and you've complained in the last week or two of a sore back, do a quick audit on how many hours per day you're sitting on your backside and try and maybe try and reduce that somehow. I've got a challenge for
0: you. If you're listening to this podcast, listen to the rest of it in a standing up position. Walk around and
1: listen to our dulcet tones. Take some quick. more steps. Turn us off at that request. Yeah. Right, where you go, next one. Oh, it's me. Uh
0: I sort of touched on this in the last one. There was a theme going on in my head. When you're with friends or family, be with them 100%. Do not think about work or check your phone. This is more about being present. Like, your presence is a present. It's a gift. If someone is sitting talking to me and they ever look at their phone, just know if you've ever done this to me in the past, and if you do it in the future, automatically I'm fucking you off in my head. I'm automatically thinking... What the hell are you doing? You unmannerly bastard. Um, I, it's bad manners. It's not nice. It doesn't feel good. No one sitting listening to this will ever tell you they felt good when somebody looked away. Now, if they're waiting on an important message or, or phone call and it's an emergency, I fully understand. I'll still judge you a wee bit, but I fully understand. <laughs> um, just don't do it. Just have a conversation. Be present in the room. Give them everything. You don't know what they're trying to tell you. You don't might pick up on it. You might not pick up on it. I um, be
1: present. I think uh, you need to be a bit more organized to be more present as well. So knowing when you're going into a conversation with someone or going for a meal or going for a pint or a coffee that you've no pressing issues to attend to. There's no open loops. Close the loops. That's the one. Close the loops. It, it, it goes back to my last one. You don't need to be contactable all the
0: time unless you're a fireman or a policeman or something and you, you're going to be the one that they call in an emergency, it's probably going to be okay without you. It's probably not going to be that pressing. So just,
1: aye, back off. Go, hit right. me. Deadlines drive decisions. Okay, yeah. so if you are struggling to get over the line with something, set yourself a deadline. Parkinson's law dictates that the time that you set aside to do a task Will take the amount of time that you set aside, so be a wee bit more ambitious and give yourself less time to do it. Because at the very least, you'll have made more inroads into it than you would have otherwise. So, if you're, um yeah, if you're struggling to get shit done, if you're a bit of a procrastinator, set a deadline, get it done.
0: Yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah, deadlines are important. They give you a nice big shiny goal to work towards, target to work towards. Yeah, they they work very well. Next up, slow down. I took a I took a quote here, seeing as you went all Parkinson's all on me here. I, I took a quote from Lao Tzu. Uh, Nature does not hurry yet. Everything is accomplished. Go back to the cow. The cow doesn't need to eat fast. It needs to take its time to digest three, four stomachs.
1: See if we had like an illustrator make this conversation into some sort of comic, In you would cows. be a cow... And All I would out. be a lion.
0: <laughs> I'm happy with that.
1: You go to India and I'm a fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> King of Savannah. I'm fucking <laughs> lord of India. Uh,
0: lord of India. What the I hell?
1: Ag- I agree, though. Yeah. Slow down. Everyone's always in a rush to get places. And maybe that sounds counterintuitive. till deadline, drive decisions and to get shit done and, and whatever else. But you still, I think it, like a, a bit of it comes back to planning. You can be so much more present and enjoy the journey and the process if you're deliberate with the actions that you're taking.
0: Aye. And uh, it also comes back to just what what are you doing? Like, Be more aware of what you're actually doing here. If you're slowing down, you're trying to be more present in the moment, enjoying everything that you're doing. You're not being swept away by other people's opinions or other people's schedules or whatever Everybody else is doing. You don't have to pay attention to that. You just do you. And if it takes slowing down to realize what it is you want to be at, then go for it.
1: Instead, and my next point instead of starting a new class or creating a new habit, what can you take away? So, a lot of us are overwhelmed by the choices that are in front of us day to day the best way of doing this, or what can I do to do that. What can you start taking off your plate? What can you reduce? like Things like eating shit, reduce that. Drinking too much, reduce that. Too much time on the phone, reduce that. What can you start to take away to free up mental space and energy? And I think before you begin to start your journey towards where you want to be, look at how you can reduce what's currently on your plate.
0: Absolutely. One of the big things that was going through my head and when I was making this list was minimalism, like decluttering and, and just focusing on what really fucking matters and stop being caught up in everything else and the nonsense. So, yeah, take things away. It's only going to help. You've got less shit to worry about. Um, next point for me, number seven. We're halfway down the list nearly. Uh, from time to time, do things that make you uncomfortable. I think it's a good idea to expand your comfort zone. Um, you don't have to pluck yourself outside of it and drop yourself a mile away, but do things that are on the periphery on the edge, expand it, make it bigger every time I've done something that made me uncomfortable. It wasn't that big a deal after I had it did, did after I had it done um yeah, it's a great feeling to do something you thought you didn't have in you and then walk away thinking I could do that again
1: I agree, I love it. I love doing things that slightly make me a little bit nervous and make you squeeze the butt cheeks together I, I want to feel uncomfortable because i know that once i've done the thing that i'll be the better for it yeah you're just adding strings to your boat just think of it like that This is an interesting one now right be aware of your top idea so whenever you go to the shower what are you thinking about because that is it's your top idea what is it Is it in line then with your day-to-day activities? Is it in line with what you want to achieve short-term or long-term? And if it's not, then what needs to change? What do you need to address? Is it an open loop? Is it a conversation with someone? Are you playing out what will happen if I do X, Y, or Z? Are you catastrophizing? Or are you totally aligned with what's happening? What's the top idea in your head?
0: And another thing I would say is write your ideas down. The number of ideas that I have had in the past and I have forgotten, only to remember them maybe a few years later and when maybe the time has passed where I could have acted upon it. Um, it just maybe the timing would have been perfect and I didn't fucking write it down. I was in the shower, so I didn't write it down. Uh, yeah, you're right. Good ideas come in the shower and they're often top ideas. Um, next one for me is get your hands dirty. And this is figuratively and physically speaking. Get your hands dirty as and don't be afraid to put in the work. Don't be afraid to do the things you do, the things that need to be done and don't wait for other people to do them because no one's coming by to save you. No one's coming by to make your life any better other than you. The second part of that is don't actually be afraid to get your hands dirty. I used to have a wild thing. I still am not great with it about mess uh, and the kids painting and play-doh and shit like that. That's not my go to, I'm a more imaginative play sort of guy. Dens, characters, voices, that type of stuff. Shannon doesn't mind the messy stuff. It drives me a wee bit mad sometimes because I don't have control over it and it can get everywhere. Um, But I know that ultimately I have far more fun when I get stuck in and I just let it down to the side and just get stuck into it. Get those hands dirty.
1: I agree. I think that's class. But just do the thing. Everyone's pretty caught up in their own stuff so they're not going to do what you need to do for you so go and do it and i am similar with the kids i like creating games and doing things and kicking football and racing and wrestling but it's not that i don't like the messy stuff i just i hate cleaning <laughs> that's that's my issue i hate i just it's the thing one of the things in my life that i just truly don't like doing
0: yeah. The tidy up after the mess is, is actually the thing I I dread. It's like this is gonna get out of hand very, very
1: quickly with three kids and I'm gonna be the one cleaning this up. But, right, let, let it go. go. My next one, the two minute rule. You're aware of the two minute rule, yes. Um I'm thinking something different than you, probably go ahead. If it takes you <laughs> less than two minutes, this is could apply to you as well. <laughs> you, do it, you just do it. If whatever it is takes you less than two minutes, do it. Do it there and then.
0: That's a Dan John Shark habit
1: thing, isn't it? It's a it's one of the big boys of uh, it's, I can't remember which one of the one of the sort of market leaders industry leaders lives by that one, but yeah, if it takes two minutes or under to reply to an email, to send a message, to pick up whatever, do it there, and then
0: absolutely, because you mentioned open loops a couple of times there, and that's an open loop right there telling yourself to come back and reply to that message, telling yourself to come back to reply to that email. If it takes two minutes, get back to it. If it doesn't, if it takes two minutes and you don't want to, don't bother, but just know that you're probably not coming back to it. Um, But yeah, it saves yourself a lot of mental bandwidth to get it done there and then. Next up for me is reinvent yourself. You are the author of your own story. Do not get hemmed in by what everybody else thinks or tells you that you are. If you have something in your head or your heart that you want to do, go and do it. No one, as I said, is going to come by to try and make your life better. Equally, nobody is going to come by and course correct for you. If you need to do that, you need to do that yourself.
1: Yeah, there are two ways which this happens. There's either forced evolution, which is circumstantial. You're a father because you're a child or well i suppose it's a bit of both Or there's you choose to evolve you choose to change careers you choose to step into a leadership role so whatever it is just lean in it. don't be afraid of it that's you now that's the way it goes no i'm saying that's that's my point that's you that's who you are now it's not all right right Uh, um yes i see
0: the 10 minute warning coming up there i think we're going to get this done
1: i think we might as well right over point, 10, point 10 for me we overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years so we have a we have a, we live a very short-term ism life and we give up too quick because if we don't achieve what we'd set out to do in the year then we'll pack it in but if we allow that year to compound by 10 something incredible can happen So play the long game, the infinite game. That's the sort of takeaway there.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, And compounding is the word. We really underestimate the value of compounding. Uh, Take that one year of progress and multiply it by 10 or more because of the compounding effect. Uh, You'll never know where you end up. Number 10 for me is figure out what your strengths are and build on them. Often I see people trying to work on their weaknesses to bring them up to par, and that's great. But if you have a strength, chances are that might be a natural inclination for you. And that may be something that you're passionate about and something that you truly love and something maybe you were born to do. If you build on that, then you could be truly unstoppable and you could be world-class. By all means, build up your weaknesses as well if you have something that's letting you down. But do not forget you've got strengths. Work on them.
1: Build them. Yeah, I agree 100%. Build up your weakness so it's not a negative. But once you get it, that it's not the leaky boat, then go double down on what you're good at, what feels natural because, yeah, it can, take you, it can take you far in any realm. In sport, if you have a you know, a good kicking technique, then be the man who kicks the ball over the bar. If you are weak at tackling, just don't be passive. You know, build on your weakness, but really double down on your strength and it'll get you very far. Next for me, the idea that the future is unpredictable is undermined every day with the ease in which the past is explained. What
0: do you make of that? Jesus, hold on a second. I'm going to have to go back and think about that one again. Go again.
1: The the idea that the future is unpredictable is undermined every day with the ease in which the past is explained. So we are overestimating the unpredictability of tomorrow with how because we can easily explain yesterday
0: <clears throat> yeah the way i thought about that first of all is um, patterns we keep living patterns like yeah each time we're surprised by something it's because we haven't truly looked back and said well actually I, I tend to do that or i tend that tends to happen after that happens so yeah i agree yeah and that's very complicated so rewind that listen to it again <laughs> um, suck it into your brain holes
1: and yeah He's right in what he's saying. I think we could, I could make a Twitter thread on these. This is be. This is good stuff, right? Eh?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, next up for me, failure is not a, com- or sorry, failure as a comma, not a full stop. Move on to the next sentence. Stop letting your failures define you. Even that word doesn't taste good in my mouth, failure. We've talked about this before. It's not a failure if you've learned something from it. And it's not only. A, it's only an ultimatum if that's the last thing you've done. If you play Russian Roulette and you pick the wrong hole, yep, that's a fuck up. That's a failure. But if it's an empty chamber, you get to go on. So go on. Keep going. The next sentence is up. You're writing the story. Stop letting it define you.
1: I'll not add to that. Feel forward fast. Feel often. And go again. I love it. Right. This one. Have you ever heard the term burn the boats? Yes. Well, for anybody who's listening who hasn't heard that, there was, and this is a tiny bit of a story, and I know we're tight for time, but I'll go on. Oh, Whenever the Spanish Armada were trying to colonize America, they struggled a lot over, the, over decades because every time they took to the seashore, they jumped out and the natives would push them back. And inevitably, they would go to the boats and home to Spain with the tail between the legs until one crazy bastard decided the only way we're going to take over this place is is if we burn the boats so that we cannot get back on them and we have to fight or we die. And if you're in a position where you feel like you continually try to achieve something, but you always go back to your old habits, to your safety net, you're going to have to burn the boats, burn those old habits, cut them at their knees and go all in.
0: And if possible, try not to colonize any other countries um, because that's bad. (laughs) Moving on. There are no Joneses. Stop trying to keep up with them. They don't exist. It's consumerism playing tricks on your mind, getting you to part with your almighty dollar to buy shit. You don't need to impress people you don't like with money you don't have. So stop it. The Joneses don't exist. And if they did, they'd be miserable because they don't want all that shit either. It's just cluttering up their big, massive, fancy house.
1: Stop it. You're smarter than that. True, Bill. Have the difficult conversations. You'll know straight away in your head, fuck, I really don't want to have to say this to this person, but it's just eating you up. They're totally unaware of it. You need to have the difficult conversation. Again, it's another uh, uh, example of closing the loop. Close the loops.
0: If it's important to you, you need to get it out because it's not living your authentic truth if you keep it inside and don't say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, Number 13 lucky for some experiences with loved ones will be what you cherish throughout life not the stuff that you accumulate so i was going off on a wee bit of a minimalism uh, tangent here no one ever lay on their deathbed and said i wish i'd have bought more shit from argos catalog trust me when i say this you are not a storage unit your house is not a storage unit stop gathering up shite and spend more time with the ones you love spend your money on experiences with the ones you love
1: everybody wins better that way yeah and just, this is doubling on back of what you just said about the difficult, difficult conversations. If you're authentically you, regardless of what is happening around you, you are winning the game of life. Yep, I have nothing
0: to add. Um, yes, that's perfect. Um, Don't worry so much about fitting in. The people who matter will love you and appreciate you for, appreciate you for who you are. And that's just me being different. <laughs> I think it's it's wonderful to just be who you are and not care about the opinions of others because the people who get you will get you. Your vibe attracts your tribe, and that Kelly I think said that on one of our last podcasts. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Make yeah, sure the
1: vibe yeah. is yours. Ah, totally agree, one hundred percent. I put this as my last one in an attempt to be ironically hilarious but it is appropriate as we come into the last two minutes of the podcast, value timekeeping because (laughs) time is the only thing that we lose with every second that goes by. So don't be late. Don't fuck about whenever you need to get something done or go somewhere to see someone. Be present when you're there, like we've already said. Value time because every second that passes, you don't get it back
0: bingo and as the big man himself speaks about time i'm going to talk about time and money we don't buy things with money we buy them with hours of our lives if you are working a job and you get paid for it the next time you go to buy something calculate how many hours of your life you're going to have to work to buy that thing is it still worth it don't spend money on things you don't need because that's hours of your lives you're spending not actual money. Money doesn't exist. Time exists. Pure time. Gather it up. Protect it.
1: That was sensational if I do say so myself. There's 30 points that could, uh, that could help your days at the worst. I would love to change I'd your love, life for the best. I'd
0: love people to get in contact with you if there's any of those points they'd like us to uh, expound upon or expand upon. Give him a shout. Give the big man a shout. And um, And we'll go over them again, or we'll go over them in another podcast. But I enjoyed that. I didn't think we'd get through them all, but I enjoyed that. Yes, that was that was concise
1: of us. (laughs) Very unusually concise, right? I hope he's enjoyed that. And we'll uh, the big cow signs off, right? (laughs) We'll chat this.